You're listening to Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. Where you join us on your program. Yeah, you all know the name. Uh, pertinence are punctuated. And Alhamdulillah, uh, fresh, 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 fresh of the Isha Azan. We have our very own uh, Sheikh Shwe Maida, who is, Alhamdulillah, a Medina graduate. He's an Alim. He's also an astute businessman. He's a, uh, Alhamdulillah, a motivational talker and also gives a lot of uh, radio talk show hosts uh, around the country and around the world, you know, always uh, in big demand. And also with us in Amarka Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'a, most welcome individuals, Sheikh Shoeb Maida. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And how are you doing? Wa alaikum wa salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh to my brother, a dearest one, uh, Ahmed Shafat Khan. And all the listeners of uh, Markaz Sahaba this evening, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah, we say Alhamdulillah, what a beautiful evening. You saw yesterday we had a lot of rain, and uh, today also looked so good. Alhamdulillah, you know, we have to thank Allah for all these blessings. You know, Allah is always taking care of us, and I mean, uh, we can see there's a lot of things happening as well. Uh, you know, we're sitting now from lockdown, looks like we're moving down to another uh, kind of situation that we need also intervention from Allah, you know, the situation that have been triggered in um, uh, Russia, between Russia and Ukraine. I mean, it's not something that just goes by like something unnoticed. It is a huge uh, catastrophic event that has happened that will affect us, you know, uh, directly. I mean, it will impact our lives directly. You know, you've seen uh, electricity is going to be going up with uh, 10% as well. And now we've got uh, petrol gone high as well. And uh, the uh, uh, salaries are still stagnant on the same place. So it tells you we're heading towards a huge uh, trying times that we need Allah Ta'ala's intervention, whereby we need to understand the meaning. You know, Nabi Sallallahu did tell us of the Quran taught us, he said, do not be wasteful. You know, you have to make sure you use things on, you know, on a moderate fashion. So uh, I think we're coming towards the end, that end where we have to implement uh, that kind of setup in our lives in order for us to have our livelihood moving smoothly, inshallah, Shaf. Absolutely well said. And, you know, you look at the Crimea stories, I think they had a referendum there in 2014. And you won't believe it. I think over 94% of the people there in Crimea, they wanted to be still with Russia. But uh, Allah Alam, you know what happened. The Americans jumped in and they want they want to have uh, that Black Sea all to themselves so that they can put their own fleets there. They can put their whole uh, uh, UN uh, military force there and point it straight at Russia. So Allah Alam, all this will go. And uh, well, you know, always these Europeans, we are always the warmongers. Years and years, they fought each other, fight and fight and fight, and then they start getting into the armaments industry, and then they got and they start selling it all over the world. They supplied both the both parties that were fighting. They supplied them with arms and ammunition. History has proven them to be that. It is in their blood, Sheikh Maida. It is in the blood of maybe Majud and Yajud, the Mag and Mag and Magog, eh? Gog and Magog. <laughs> they gone. <laughs> Mad and mad, mad dog. Anyway, leave it as that, Sheikh You know, we're looking at our topic. We need a renewal to keep us focused spiritually. And we need to renew because the renewal comes through. And, you know, Sheikh Shoyamaida, we must, uh, we as human beings, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made it in, in such a fashion that, you know, you look at how you get day and you get night. So when you get the night, you rest in the night. All the creatures of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala rest in the night. 
in the day, all the creatures of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala get up and they do what they have to do. The only creature or creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that is given choice of doing what they, even the day they want to sleep, they can sleep. In the day they want to waste, the day away they can waste. But no other animals has, has been given that uh, privilege but besides insan. So we look at uh, insan, Sheikh Shoy Maida, we must not burn ourselves out. Uh, body and mind needs rest. We need to have a balance, a mizan. I want you to com uh, comment on that, uh, Sheikh Shoy Maida. No, Chef, exactly. I mean, uh, you just said the right things at the moment that you need actually to uh, spiritually, spiritually renewal in order to do things. And, uh, you know, you're looking at that, Chef. I mean, you brought this topic at the right time. You look at now, I mean, we've been making a lot of duas for actually uh, for Allah to keep us strong in the month of Rajab and then in Shaban. You know, that's actually renewal uh, spiritually. And, uh, you know, now we ask Allah to make it actually uh, get ourselves into a mode to find ourselves in the month of Ramadan in good health. Okay, this is actually renewal spiritually. And I mean, uh, that's where it comes to say, you know, Shaf, sometimes we forget. You know, we think dua is just uh, to say, Rabbana atina fi dunya hasana wa fil akhirat hasana wa qin nar. You know, you just read that way and you stand in one side and it's fine. You know, all that is part of spiritual renewal, you know, to yourselves. And what it means, you need to work very hard. Dua doesn't come uh, in only the, um, uh, theoretical form. You have to be practical with your dua. You know, an example, if you say, Rabbana atina fi dunya hasana, it means you have to get up in the morning, Shaf, wake up as you said wake up and go work and find a means to sustain yourself you need to renew yourself spiritually you know make sure spiritually you you're fit enough to get the best uh, in the akhirah as well so that all of that after you've gotten what you had uh, in the dunya which is working very hard and sustaining yourself and then in the akhirah spiritually renewed then when you say save us from the fire of jahannam it makes perfect sense so you have to work very hard for you to get something the same when you're making do allahumma you say ya allah grant us good health in rajab and in shaban Ramadan, so that we reach the month of Ramadan. It doesn't mean that just sitting one side waiting for the day to come and it goes. Salah time comes, you're sitting one side, don't, not, not reading Salah, not even practicing to read the Quran now with understanding. Then you expect Ramadan come, you be in the mood to read Quran, you be in the mood to read your sunnahs. I mean, you get capsized if you didn't do training. Rajab and Shaban became the month of training to spiritual renewal to our own selves. So if we do not take chance of these times and do what is better, look at another sunnah. Our Nabi Sallallahu says, or coming from the Sahabi Nabi Sallallahu the companions, they say there was no any time that our Nabi Sallallahu used to keep more fast outside the month of Ramadan than he used to do in the month of Shaban. He used to, in other narrations, he used to fast the entire Shaban except for a few days. So, I mean, it tells you, it's not just talking about uh, making it to the month of Ramadan. It's about practically doing what, what is necessary for you to get towards that stage. So wake with Amal, you know, with uh, Dua, with Amal works together. So don't sit one side and not doing anything, but we have to uh, spiritually renew our souls so that when Ramadan comes, we're in that mode and with that gear of doing Ibadat. So yes, Shaf, uh, to me, I'll say, you know, it's good time. And we need to work very hard towards ourselves. You know, Allah says, Alaikum anfusakum. Allah says, You have to guard your own selves. You know, so I mean, nobody will come and whip you to go for salah. The angels are just writing, Karam and Katibina writing what you're doing. You do good, the writing, you do wrong, the writing. So, so you have to be on that 
direction where you actually want to please your creator because you love him and you know the reward for that is atina fi dunya asana to get the best in this dunya and in akhirah the best and we know we are saved from the fire of jahannam shaft absolutely well said there sheikh shoy maiza and you know where where did we come from where are we going when you know our mind is preoccupied with the world and we do not uh, contemplate on the reality of life what life is all about what we doing in this dunya and you know we suddenly we suddenly forget the reality of our existence and uh, we forget the akhirah and then we become the slaves of this dunya getting into the dunya and as you said the salah time uh, you know you don't even give uh, you, when uh, salah time you the last one in the mosque and the first one out that is if you go to the mosque and sometime in juma you find people uh, you know most of the people are the last ones in the first ones out because the reality and the reality and the reawakening hasn't been ignited in them and uh, sheikh shoy maida you know it's a very sad reality indeed especially in these times you'll find uh, this is coming even more and more and some people they don't think uh, twice if they even miss salah uh, sheikh shoy maida your thoughts No, definitely, Shaf. You know, as you said, uh, you know, we mustn't be like those that actually forget themselves, get consumed in this dunya. You know, I mean, there's always a reward. Every action has a reaction. You know, uh, the moment you start forgetting yourselves, uh, definitely you start forgetting and allow Taala. You actually uh, leave yourself just anguishing, like a, like a, like. I mean, I know what we, what, what, what can we call? Not even an animal. We have to uh, get a, uh, actually a befitting word for that. So once you forget, Allah, Allah makes you forget yourself. Allah has. mentioned already that for us to say wala takunu kan ladina nasullah fa ansahum anfusahum and do not be like those people that are forgotten Allah ta'ala then Allah ta'ala made them forget their own selves you know when it comes to this situation chef that's the time when insan actually thinks he's in charge and everything is under his control you know he's under he's on top of everything you know everything goes under him in the sense you don't worry but the only time when some trouble strikes then insan wakes up and looks back to allah ta say ya allah please help me please guide me you know even the same you know you find the person is not worried i mean they're going in a ship uh, for a cruise they're not worried about allah but the moment they start facing hectic waves by the sea and the boat is moving left right center and there's no hope that it might make, make it back to the shore again that's when they start looking up to say ya allah please guide us and save us from this and even make face promise face promises you know vagons to say allah if we make it from here we go to the land safely i'm not going to stop pleasing and making a bad for you you know which becomes a uh, too late it's a 50-50 situation where allah also have seen your behavior already if i take you there you want change rather i take you now because there's no change in you and if allah does that then it's a problem and sometimes you get the leeway where you left to so say you make it there let's see what you bring after that if we make it out there then we come back to allah ta what i'm saying we are all in the boat sailing at the moment and uh, the boat is got a lot of waves and the moment we go to sleep in the night we sit in those hectic waves we don't know whether we're going to make it again to the other end so if you don't do good before you go to sleep make tawbah and repent from all the uh, past mistakes that you did do intentionally or unintentionally knowingly or knowingly that means you are lost because allah ta takes out takes you out in your sleep before you make it the following day there's no chance to go back and make tawbah so do your tawbah before you go to sleep and do not delay these are things you do not delay nikah uh, barrio uh, and also the tawbah these are things that you do not delay in a lifetime so look back every time before you go to sleep and see where you've gone wrong where you've gone right where you've gone right 
you know, make intention to do more of that right, what you've done. Where you've gone wrong, make tawbah and nasuha and go back before you sleep to say, Allah, forgive me. If you decide to take me tonight, I know I'm going. That means you are spiritually actually uplifting yourself as well, or you're renewing yourself spiritually. And this is what we should be doing as Muslims, Shaf. Yeah, Sheikh Shreba, uh, Maida, make the point. There are three things you don't delay when the call to prayer is given. You go and perform your prayer and make your tawbah there. And uh, secondly, when the match is found, make the nikah. And thirdly, when there's uh, the janazah, bury them as soon as possible. Yes, uh, Sheikh Maida, uh, you know, Sheikh Shreb Maida, when you look at our Nabi Muhammad, sallam, he was such a realist. And he was someone, that, you know, that embraced the spirit of life. You know, besides the ibadat and all, he encouraged uh, the Muslims, he encouraged us, uh, you know, that we should go and uh, do wrestling, we should do archery, we should swim. And at certain times, you know, uh, when uh, him and Aisha used to even run races together, Allahu Akbar. And uh, then, you know, you found the, the, the light side in Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, knowing as a human being, you have to live a full life. And Alhamdulillah, all that you looked at, and then at certain times, uh, when there, maybe there's a function, he allowed uh, the playing of the daf you know, to, uh, for, for, for the entertainment and so forth. And it, this shows that we as Muslims, that, you know, we are definitely, Sheikh Shoyimayla, down the middle, and that whatever we do, we should do it according to how Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu told us. We'll be very happy people. We'll be well-balanced. We'll be physically ship-shaped, spiritually, right in the, you know, at the, the, the optimum level and so forth. So what's your thoughts, uh, Sheikh Shoyimayla? You know, Chef, what you spoke actually makes a lot of sense. You know, our deen is a very good deen. You know, sometimes we make a mistake to say it's a religion, you know. Islam is not a religion as such. Islam becomes a way of life where you live your life to the maximum, to the fullest. You are allowed, you are actually encouraged to do exercises. You know, get involved in wrestling, playing soccer, uh, cricket, uh, tennis, you know, uh, anything that you can do as part of a sport. You're involved actually to get involved in, in, in that as long as it doesn't take you outside the context of Sharia. Because we need to be fit. You know, I remember the tradition of Islam where he says, Al-Muslim you know, he says uh, the strong Muslim, you know, physically and mentally, the Muslim who is strong is much better in the eyes of Allah than the weak uh, Muslims uh, spiritually and even mentally. You know, but both of them, they get the word from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So in this way, it tells you, the more you are physically fit, you know, it's easier for you to perform your salah without worrying, without, you know, having any issues. You go on ruku on sajda, it's fine. But the moment you're weak, you're not doing any exercises. You go for sajda, I mean, you find a muscle cramp on your back or on your leg or whatever because you're not actually exercising yourself. So your body needs some kind of exercise so that actually it allows the good flow of your uh, oxygen in your body, the good flow of your blood in your system. All that needs some kind of exercise. Not sitting one side like today. I'm telling you, we have exchanged that pattern of exercise, you know, because in exercising as well, we've learned that, I mean, uh, the blood sugars that are in your body, they actually, they get uh, destroyed well when you exercise. And even the uh, cholesterol levels in your body system, they'll go off completely if you actually, uh, if you're exercising. So now we've replaced that for medications now, you know, we have to take glucophage and the rest of that, astro, in order for us to control our uh, cholesterols and uh, cholesterol. Uh, control our sugar levels in our body, which is not good. You know, this is where Islam encourages us to go and actually do these kind of exercises because it actually saves us 
from this part uh, whereby we have to worry about our sugar levels. And we know there's a lot of things that come with that chart. If our sugar levels are building a lot and they're not being digested, then it will affect your body uh, balance. It will affect your eyes as well. So a lot of things will be affected. Your livers will be affected as well. So this is the Dean Shaft that I say. It's not a religion, as you call it, just. But it's a way of life whereby if you go by the teaching of Nabi Muhammad and understand what he says and practice upon them, you will be physically fit and you'll be mentally fit, spiritually be replenished all the time that you do your Ibadah Shaft. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you recall how many uh, battles, how many jihad uh, Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and the uh, Sahaba, the Anhum. And, you know, they were constantly on the move and fit as a fiddle, eating very frugally and so forth. Allah bless them all and Allah, uh, you know, fill their cupboard with noor. And, you know, things that please the eyes of Sheikh uh, Shoaib Maida, you know, many uh, uh, people, again, they, they love nice things and they're obsessed with nice things. And when they get all this and many people like to show off and, you know, they say, hey, check my car, check what I've got. I've got this and check my house, what I'm doing. I'm putting uh, platinum, titanium and this and this and this and all for, to, just to show off so that people can look at them and say, wow, look at that man. Hey, he's arrived. And some others are, you know, some other people whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given wealth are so blessed that, you know, in their wealth, they don't show off. They even keep the, uh, the, the cars that they buy, but they, you know, they can buy 10, 20, uh, you know, maybe uh, BMs or Rolls Royces or the, the, the Ferraris or the Porsches, but they wouldn't. They'll just stay simple, they keep the outside of the home simple, and uh, maybe the little bit uh, of uh, a beautification of the house in the inside, and they only invite the friends. But the intention is not to show off, and uh, these are the blessed people. But generally, uh, the, the, uh, the, the hedonistic style or to be a narcissist, this is more a European trait that has been inculcated and that has been ingrained in the minds of uh, materialistic uh, Muslims. Uh, your thoughts, uh, Sheikh Shoei Maida? Hello, Shaf, in talking about that, really, you know, I mean, we've drifted very far away from the teachings of Nabi Muhammad. You know, we do understand that Nabi said, among is the waste that you can have in you uh, as a human being is to be a show of, you know, Riyadh. Riyah is one of the worst actually uh, uh, kind of behaviors the person can adopt in life. You know, ne never be in that position. Avoid it because once you're sitting on that position, then you try to compete with somebody who's above you. And uh, your means is less you want to go compete with somebody. For you to reach that level, you have to go through certain brackets of life whereby it actually puts you off the ladder completely. So you end up being indebted in, in your life because you want to show off you can drive the beautiful car, you got a beautiful home, good interior, and you walk around, you show everything, which is actually, unfortunately, something that actually it gets into us. When mostly when actually we start forgetting Allah and his mercy. Because if you could understand that, you know, one day you'll have to leave all that what you're actually waiting for, and you're going to a huge debt on your side. Yes, we know we took insurance whatsoever to say to cover up when I'm gone whatsoever. But still, I mean, uh, you're starting on something you cannot afford. Why can't you live within, within your means? You know, live within your means, you'll be very happy and you'll be far much better off in life and actually if you go beyond that. So yes, as you said, Shaf, this actually uh, notion of uh, show-off, 
you know, Ria has been a bad element in our lives, whereby most Muslims actually are, are drowning in debts, and uh, some even are ending up doing things that they're not supposed to be doing, because actually they want to show off. The family must see me. You know, my, fam- my, my wife's family must know I'm a real man. How am I real man if I get a Rolls Royce? You know, you look at the amount of money that is going to be paid every month towards that. And I mean, uh, it's just unreal. You know, if you take that money and okay, pay uh, water bills for about three, four, five, six, seven massages every month, you know, buy some soap for there. And uh, I mean, it takes you quite a long way, but I mean, we don't do that. When it comes to the masjid contribution, we take 10 rand and take out, you know, because simply we pushed ourselves to the age where you're not supposed to be going there. So, yeah, Shah, this is another notion that we need to pull back from. And uh, we need to stay on our level. And as I said, and as you said, a lot of Muslims are misled in this situation. So let's come back. You know, you have to show nothing to anybody. You have to show your heart is clean to Allah Ta'ala. And once you have that kind of, uh, uh, actually, kind of knowledge where you want in life that you need to show Allah Ta'ala you great, then you do everything accordingly. And if Allah decides to take you, as we said earlier on, I mean, we're sitting in the sea, whereby actually we're drowning. And anytime we can cut off, we can go. So you know if goes tomorrow, tomorrow comes, you don't wake up, at least your heart is clean and Allah is going to accept you, you know, uh, in a good company of the angels when he says, Ya you know, when Allah screams for you, you know, as a, a person who's, ha, who's contented with their heart and always satisfied with what Allah has given them. When he says, now it's time to return back to Allah, and Allah says to the angels, says to the angels please accept my uh, servant and enter my servant into Jannah. This is what we need to be. But all that comes with a notion of humbleness and not being uh, boastful, no, boastful, arrogant, or maybe a show of shame. Uh, well said there, Sheikh Shreemaida, and you know, also, uh, when we keep uh, the focus, we need a renewal to keep us uh, focused spiritually. And when all these thoughts come into us, you know, you know, when you look at envy, Sheikh Shreemaida, it is a real, it's, 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 it's that quality of the heart that uh, very few admit. I mean, that envy, every human being has it, it comes in them. But if you're spiritually con- uh, connected, you say, Auzubillah. Take it away, Allah. I don't want to be envious. I don't have no reasons to be envious. You didn't want to give it to me, and I'm I'm contented with the situation. And envy, you know, is it's such a bad thing. You know, how do you make out a person is envious? Sheikh Maida, he looks at you with a bad eye, such a bad eye, looking at people, and then they say, "Hey, that's a bad eye." And once, as soon as that person looked at you, and then Sheikh Maida say, "Hey, I'm feeling very uneasy," and sometimes you know start feeling sick and so forth. And so forth, and that's uh, envy coming at that. And also, you know, uh, all this is because uh, maybe Sheikh Shuaimaida. I'm thinking aloud. We put ourselves up uh, there to be envied at, and that's why we get that evil uh, eye and the evil look coming and uh, uh, you know upsetting us and giving us uh, all those uh, repercussions. Uh, your thoughts? Yes, of course, Jeff. You know what you said. I can make a lot of sense. Most of the times, you know, we cause it our own selves. You know, you want to be actually in the top position where you're not there. And I mean, you want to be like, oh, I dress up like this, like that, like this one. You know, you're buying clothes, one suit, you're paying 20,000, 50,000 walking around. You know, shoes, you're buying it, you know. I'm, 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 I'm giving you an example, Chef. You walk around in town with a smartphone worth it, 25,000, 60,000. And we've seen actual consequences of that. It's not only the evil eye that is cast on you. You're actually as well attracting the evil elements that will come and attack you. And uh, this 
actually are the enemies that will come want to take that from you. And it's either they'll take it, spare your life, or you to go with your life as well, going in the same direction. So, I mean, yes, we need actually sometimes to watch what we are doing. Because sometimes, I mean, uh, show off comes in different ways. How you dress, you go into a certain particular area. To give an example, you know the people, they are actually very moderate people, simple people, and you dress up very poorly. You go into that area, I mean, you are going to attract an evil eye because of the way you've dressed today, our occasion you're going to. And I mean, uh, this is what we should be understanding sometimes. And you know, it's better to be simple and humble. Once you're simple and humble, I mean, everything becomes simple and good for you. Allah to actually blesses you out of that because one you're going to visit the people and I mean, among the same, you see these people that are lacking, they don't have foodstuff, nothing, and you're dressed up in clothes. From shoes to what you're wearing up, it's worth about 10 grand, 15, 17 grand. I mean, what impact does it create to the people that you've seen that area where you've gone to? I mean, it creates a very negative uh, impact. So the people expect you to do something much better for them, you know, according to your appearance. So, I mean, this is just all attracts unnecessary attention. So let's be humble. You know, let's look at the occasion we're attending to and let's actually dress up to the occasion where we're going. Yes, our dean actually tells us to dress the most and the best when you're going to the masjid as part of appreciation to Allah, Allah, which is very good. But at the end of the day, also, we need to look at those that are less fortunate than us. I mean, let's not uh, do something that actually brings them. Some of them, them actually, the mode gets down, you know, according to how you dress, you approach, and they look and say, look at the way they dress, and I look at myself, where does that put me, you know? So, I mean, these are the kind of things that we need to be actually pulling off sometimes. Not everybody will sit back and say, Alhamdulillah, Allah has given them, Alhamdulillah, Allah must bless them for that, but some will say, no, I wish I could have something like that, how do I do to get it? So, then Shaitan can come in and give a lot of ideas that can even impact you actually negatively, because you never knew what you've done is created negative impact in somebody's life but this is actually how life is uh, today chef yeah absolutely and you know if you really want to be happy in life go out and feed the people go do some charity work go and uh, uplift someone else and you feel how you know you feel stress-free you feel the blessings of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you'll have no time to uh, worry about envy or greed because you look at people that really need it and that will keep you humble and connected to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and with barakah flowing in your life, blessings upon blessings. So just keep it that level, people. Go out and do something that will benefit you for the akhirah and inshallah that Allah will be pleased with you. Sheikh Shoei absolutely brilliant. Your parting words this evening. Now, Shaf, uh, as you said, I mean, let's take advantage of this month of Shaban, inshallah, to uh, spiritually renew ourselves so that Ramadan comes, inshallah, we must be purified and be on different level when it comes to Ibadah, inshallah. And once again, may Allah Ta'ala bless you and your family and all the efforts you put into us this Din Shaf, looking for beautiful topics, good topics, thought-provoking topics. Alhamdulillah, Allah must bless you and your family and preserve a best place for you in Jannah, inshallah. And make sure you keep one special seat next to me, ne- ne- next to you, that inshallah, I can occupy it, inshallah. Inshallah, Sheikh Shoyamayla, very cute of you. But inshallah, may Allah give us a, a lovely abode there. And may whatever we do in the dunya, maybe do it in the manner that uh, pleases Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala most. My dua is also reciprocal. Sheikh Shoyamayla, you have a blessed evening ahead. Talk to you soon. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Yes, sir, people, time for us to go for a break. When we get back, inshallah, Maulana Salim Karim should be joining us.